Yes, so. please. If if anybody tries to give financial advice on this show, <laughs> don't listen to me, Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever listen to it. You're listening to The Critical Channel, a show about engineering leadership, culture, software architecture, and several other very easy problems to solve, with Maxim Kravitz, Italo Vietro, and myself, Kieran Patel. This week, we're talking about job titles. I can, I can recommend a, a free app. A free, free app is if always we, If we want to give uh, financial advice, it is uh, the, the financial advice is that your application should be free and, where possible, open source. That's not a bad And uh, more importantly, they should allow you to get your data out if there's an issue or if you decide you don't like yes. the app or something. So I am going to tell everybody today about my new favorite app that I found this week. It is called Obsidian. The website is obsidian.md. It will be in show notes. And, of course, you can find show notes for this episode at criticalchannel.io slash seven. 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 Eight. Yeah. Seven? Yeah, seven. I think it's seven. Uh, but, yes, my <laughs> new favorite app, sure Obsid- Obsidian. Obsidian is a note-taking app. Uh, and oh, I have, since, since switching away from macOS, I have spent... How long has it been? Two years now since I switched away from macOS, and I've spent the whole time looking for a replacement for NVAlt. And NVAlt is one of these apps where you just kind of open it and you start typing a note, and then it's like saved and it's like automatically kind of categorized and easily searchable and everything. But but importantly, um, it's saved as just like a plain text markdown file, so it doesn't have its own like cloud sync service. It doesn't have a stupid. That's, that's exactly what I need, and they do support Linux. Yep, it doesn't. Yeah, it's Electron, it's, but um, it's worth it for this. Uh, so it doesn't have a. Uh, it also doesn't have a um, strange file format or anything like it's just Markdown notes. Yeah, everything is stupid Fair Electron enough. these days anyway. Yeah. So, so <laughs> where Obsidian goes above and beyond uh, that I've found, and I've not played with it that much. I actually have ditched my notes folder that I've grown up over about eight years or so because uh, to start a fresh one because a lot of it is so old now that I just figured, okay, I'm going to start a fresh new app and everything. Um, so yeah, like for since leaving macOS for a couple of years, I've been trying to find an app that just does, and it sounds like it would be so simple. It just does markdown notes, but in this kind of very friction-free way. Uh, and I've been through so many of them. I think I've recommended a couple of them to you, Maxim, that were kind of okay. Yep. But I was I'm, never. 100%. I think I'm still using one on Linux, which is BoostNote, I believe. BoostNote is pretty good. I was never 100% happy with it because it's not just Markdown. It has like its weird JSON format Same. Something, something. And also its interface is kind of wonky. You have to click at some weird places so it will switch from Visual <laughs> to Markdown. It's, yeah. And you never yeah. know where to click exactly. So I've been looking for my NVO replacement, and I think I found it in Obsidian. Um, but where it goes above and beyond is... Um, one, you can kind of link your notes all together with like a double bracket syntax. So like, say you have a note called, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, say you have a note called Facebook is evil, and then you can do bracket, bracket, Facebook is evil, close bracket, close bracket, and then 
in, in another note and it will be a link to that. So you don't have to worry yeah. about like That's cool. absolute or relative paths on your file system to make links. You can just make links and they're all clickable. And two, it builds a, uh, a super nice kind of graph of all your notes. So you have like a node based, um, like a graph database basically uh -huh. of all your notes and how they all link to each other. And it will also intuit links. So let's say you have a note called infrastructure and you don't necessarily link from another note to the infrastructure one. You just type the word infrastructure. It's going to guess that there's a link there as well, which is really quite cool. nice of it. Oh, that's cool. I can see um, that they're also going to introduce sync sometime in the future. They're going to introduce sync. I'm just, I've just stuck it all in Google Drive, honestly. Like, no, I'm, I'm fine with doing that. The only thing I kind of expect to happen if there is sync on the roadmap, I want to enter notes from my phone quite often, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because it's just Markdown files stored somewhere, you can, right? Because yeah, I know, but I mean, it would it's be not nice great. to have a convenient client, you know. I'm happy using Google Drive, Dropbox, whatever for syncing mm -hmm. it. I do this with my password manager and I would not change that to any cloud-based solution because, you know, I don't want to give my passwords to anyone. Same applies to my notes, so that's cool. Would be nice to have the app on the phone, though. Yeah, they're working on it. In the meantime, uh, thing number three that I really like about this app is that it has a plugin system. Uh, so some of the plugins that are already there are very, very useful. Like it has, uh, like, just off the top of my head, there's, well, there's Vim mode, which is just indispensable for me at this point. Um, but there's Calendar, for example, so you can go back and, like, see all your notes in a calendar and when you added them and everything, which is really nice. Just Solved. little things like that. I'm installing it. And one of the, one of them is Git Sync, so you can push your notes to like a private GitHub repo, and uh, yeah, then there's like an Android app that works cool. nicely with uh, Markdown notes start, uh, stored in a GitHub repo as well. They recommend it until they build uh, a, a um, their own mobile client. Uh. But yes, this episode is not sponsored by Obsidian. I just really like it. Yeah, they are also in good. Yay, or I mean in uh, Arch user repo. They are. They uh, and they they not only do they provide an app image, they also provide a snap and a flat pack for all of your fragmented Linux installation needs. No matter no matter which equally bad Linux installation mechanism you like, uh, you can use it because they support all of the equally bad Linux installation mechanisms. Ooh, create new That's vault, nice. guys! I just created. I have just created a new vault. There you go. Enjoy. There's a, there's a lot of like systems and things that people have made around this. And you can find, um, if you go on their forums, there's a lot of people who are recommending, like, this is how I use it. And, you know, I like to have this particular like file format, structure, uh, not file format, folder structure and build it all around that. Uh, so you can kind of grab something as a starting point or just play with their vault if you want to like see how it works. Um, but yeah, like I say, not sponsored, just just really, really enjoying this app this week. It's I've, I feel like I finally found my note-taking app out of the probably half a dozen or so I've tried in the past two years. Thank you, thank you. You thank may you, you may have found something for me as well without even thinking about it. There we go. And it's free. You they have an optional like sponsorship tier thingy that you can pay for if you want to. Which I, if I get any more value out of it, I certainly will. Um, but uh, I'm still, I still haven't paid for it, and uh, you feasibly could not pay for it. 
but I like it enough that I probably will. No, even if they ask for money, fine. I'm, I'm yeah, ready to pay, but when it's for good stuff, not like other apps do, not to mention any, oh, you, let's say there is some to-do list applications that won't give you reminders unless you pay. It's like, mm. well, what is this, that service that you're trying to provide me, guys? Is it <laughs> something that will remind me so I won't forget to do stuff? It will remind mm. you to pay. Yeah. Or the the best example I've seen so far is uh, an expense tracking app that is like very, 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 very limited unless you pay. <laughs> and they have a blog where they promote this idea of like saving money by um, spending it, you know, on the things that only on the things that you absolutely need. And you're like, who are you trying to fool? <laughs> in, in the meantime, I have Google Sheets. Yeah. No, now, now I actually use the app for expense tracking that I pay for, but it's very cheap. It's very old. It has the ugliest mobile client ever, but its web, web version is amazing. It's like the proper accounting app. It has a bunch of things. Let's not go over all the features. It's awesome. Works for me. Slightly better than Sheets. That's the that's, thing, though. You can get very, very far with uh, Google Sheets or uh, something like what is it? Coda.io is like Google Sheets oh, yeah. for Google yeah. Sheets for sexy. I people. think there is like a what is it? Uh, there is a game of Pac-Man written in Excel. Presumably works in Google Sheets as well. I think if there ever is a Skynet, it will be Google Sheets. <laughs> yeah, accidentally created it has all the power by people just putting random things in there. All the power of Excel, but uh, access to the whole Google Cloud. <laughs> True. Yeah. Another reason not to do your expense in Google Cloud. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> my 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 expenses are not going to stop Skynet from taking. I mean, in the work. grand scheme of things, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's nothing. Anyway, yes. So what what uh, what is not important is my expenses and how they're going to prevent Google Sheets from taking over the world. But uh, what may or may not be important is the topic of job titles and. Uh, Ooh which is our topic this week. Um, so we want to talk, we were discussing uh, offline whether or not job titles actually matter, whether they're important. Um, and uh, Italo, I think you have a lot to say on this topic as well as uh, something you wrote to plug. Oh yeah, totally. I do have a lot to say there. Um, I mean, yeah, I, w I just wanted to you know, start by writing a post on a topic that I, I normally want to get other people's um, opinion on this because it's a very tricky topic, right? If if job titles are important, we always discuss about, ah, yeah, job titles, they don't really matter. They're just titles and we can just do our work. But in reality, um, you know, when you when you look at the market, when you look at the companies that you've worked on normally titles matter even if you don't want to recognize them or, or you know say that um, you don't you don't want to acknowledge that actually titles matter um you know there there is there is always a lot of things there to, to say so so I, I chose to actually just write a a blog post about it and really reflect on the topic and and you know go th through my experience and very specifically through my experience 
of how do I perceive titles in the industry, and um, and if I if and if I consider them actually important or not, right? And and that's where where I then went to you guys, and I was like, so do you guys think titles are important? And then we're like, okay, let's talk about it on the on the podcast. Where where, where else we should talk about this, right? <laughs> and yeah, we just yeah. don't talk about anything anymore, anyway. <laughs> exactly. So that's every uh, discussion we have is now recorded for everybody else's entertainment. Or we Absolutely. just chase each other with like microphones, you know, and recording devices. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Could make a really off-color princess down a joke right now, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think uh, a lot of people do feel like job titles are completely not important, and I kind of want to give bring a more balanced view to that because. Um, I mean, ultimate. I mean, I've had some crazy job titles in the past. Uh, I had one job where I changed my job title every month or so just for the fun of it. Um, so I had the job title like Sparkly Code Pixie or something, and uh, I had the Cardinal of Code. Yeah, I had my job title was Pixel Shepherd at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's a real one. <laughs> that's what you do every time they intensely test your ability to balance binary trees. That's what you do. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you're doing. I mean, basically, if something has gone wrong in my job, then what it means is that the pixels are not in the right place on the screen. Voila. Designer. This graph is doing this, and I do not, the pixels on this graph are in the wrong place. I want the pixels on this graph to be in a different place. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, so, I mean, you can be really facetious with job titles and um, ultimately think that they're not important. There are some more serious professional situations where I think they, they are important. Um, and uh, I think probably I, I would, we, we can definitely talk about the, the kind of facetious aspect of job title. I'm tr really trying not to use the BS word here. But we can talk. We can talk about how job titles are BS. Um, but I think realistically, I, uh, it's going to be a more interesting discussion if we talk about what is the point of them. Why are they important? Mm. Yeah, that's basically what I what I wanted to share on the on the article that I wrote. Right, like if I could choose, obviously, no. I wouldn't choose to have a title, right? Like if, if we could choose and I will quote a, um, so a quote from Twitter, uh, what was the name of the guy again? Kelsey I, Hightower. Yes, exactly. Where, where he basically says that, you know, job titles are important and that's the problem, right? So that's, that's where the problem starts. And I couldn't agree more, right? Like the problem is that they are important, but since they are important, well, let's just deal with it like properly, right? Instead of hiding behind a curtain and saying that they are not important and they don't care about this stuff. Yeah, here comes the problem part. Yeah, that's 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 why we're here to discuss the problem <laughs> part. I mean, one of one of the topics that I think job titles are important for, and and something that I faced myself recently having to design from scratch is a career progression ladder. Right, so a career ladder, where, because you know, if if you work in a small company like my case, right, I work 
in a yeah it's like 50 people the whole company and currently uh, i think our tech team is about 15 people and we're still growing but we want to grow right these 15 people they have ambitions in their lives and you know they, they want to pursue something in their lives and in their professional lives uh, sorry and you know, you as a leader or you as a manager, you have to give perspective to these people. You have to say, okay, this is a path that you can grow, not only technically, but also, you know, professionally, how you're going to handle people, how you're going to, how you're, how you're going to handle conflict, so on and so forth. And you start mentoring these people towards something, right? That's career progression. You, you want them to be better every day of your, of your workday. And you know, to, to give that more in a, in a more, let's say, in a more organized way, you have, to ha you have to have goals, right? So if you are a, let's say, let's put the first title here uh, to discuss, like if you're a software engineer, right? Like just simple, plain software engineer, no junior or anything like that. So just like a software engineer, your next natural path would be, well, I want to be a senior engineer. And then we can dive into the discussion, what is... A senior engineer, right? And I don't want to get. I don't want to get into that right now. Um, but basically, you want to go towards senior, right? You want to be better. You want to. You want to make sure that you're going towards something, and that's career progression. You're going to design a whole, you know, ladder where you can grow, where you can actually go towards something, and and that's the thing, right? Uh, you need titles to build this ladder, right? You need some sort of a of recognition. Whenever you achieve that point in, in, your, in your career, you actually say, oh, I got promoted. And this will tie back to other topics we're going to discuss down the line here, which is compensation and salary uh, levels, etc. The career progression is something very important. And if you don't have that set, then, then, then you might have another problem in your company, which is, well, where do I grow to, right, as, a, as an individual? Like, where can I grow in this company and then you have a retention problem and you can't really keep people here because they can go to other companies where they have these ladders ready and they're like well i'm gonna climb the ladder um so yeah i want i just wanted to get your ideas and thoughts on the first on this first topic like career progression which i think is very important i think um you know you've raised the point of uh job titles being used as a metric of how your career is moving forwards or otherwise. Um, I have a couple of things that I want to I wanna come to with that. Number one is the job title and your career moving forwards. Are, the job title is the gamification of your career moving mm. forwards. Um, I agree. It's, it's the, oh, I hit level 40. I unlocked a mount and a new sword and stuff of career progression. It's, uh, you, you don't necessarily need a job title change in order to become a better engineer or absolutely whatever um but it feels good right and it does definitely yeah i, I totally agree with this if you you yeah. don't exactly need a title to grow in your career like you, you just grow by getting knowledge right that's how you grow sure but um that ties it, back to salaries it does tie back to salaries which also comes into what i'm about to say which is uh Within a, an organization, you know, in order to say, hey, I'm an engineer and I want to move to a senior engineer, that's fine. But that uh, kind of framework has to be set up in the organization where you're working. Exactly. Um, 
and that can't that doesn't have to be with job titles that can just be yeah. that can be with like salary banding numbers like oh uh, i'm a level four and the highest is level eight and exactly. i'm working up towards that right um but that's where, that, that level isn't isn't that level just a replacement for a title kind of the the difference is that um g level four is not publicly publicly marketable exactly i totally agree that's it, how i build it the, the ladder in my company as well now at the same By time job titles levels. aren't perfect for this because if uh, you're a senior engineer in one place that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be senior in another organization yes um we uh, at the company where i am now we had one guy work for us who uh, demanded this the senior title um and uh i don't believe he, he uh he didn't stick around very long but i don't believe that he was necessarily senior but he was coming from the context that he started from uh -huh. um <laughs> within the context of our organization id compared to the the other engineers that we have i don't i don't believe he was but possibly compared to where he was before he was one of the more senior engineers the, the difference was that obviously that word attached to the job title meant something to him yeah uh, i never and, meant, and importantly meant more to him than the idea that oh maybe i'm not senior and i have something to learn and, that's and the i problem. have uh you know he wanted to skip ahead to the end of the book before without kind of reading the whole book and getting the whole plot and kind of working out where he was right um I, not not to make it i don't want to make it about this guy anymore so i will try not to mention him again um but uh you know it's not always about the ending sometimes it's about the journey exactly yeah that's the point maxime you you you're yeah, about to say something i was going to agree that uh i never really liked uh sort of something some part of the title reflecting seniority i think having it hidden is way easier to handle for both sides uh because again as we just said seniority is not transferable between places and mm -hmm. it's relative and this relativity brings a lot of problems when someone suddenly wants to be the senior one if the rest of the team let's say thinks that they are on par what do you do do you make everyone a senior engineer then so they wouldn't feel bad about it but then again everyone is equal again so would that person so then senior be, is be the happy with the seniority yeah. or yeah. Do, do they think that they are sort of above others or in some way deserve to be different or do they just want to be the senior i bet they wouldn't easily answer this question if you just ask it right away absolutely or if they will i'm not sure the rest of the team would be happy with, with <laughs> that's going to be a very awkward conversation no matter how you look at it yeah yeah and then another problem which not many companies gonna have you have to get very creative with the words there because you have your junior engineers you have normal engineers i guess just engineers and then you have your senior engineers who do you have after that oh then, you, then you're you going go to create your interns you principals yeah, principals and... whatever uber engineers yes. mega engineers and then people gonna argue about semantics of all of it i just yeah. don't see how it helps anyone here I think um, something that maybe we're assuming and we shouldn't is that there even is 
any idea at the company level as to what does come after that. Yeah. It's very easy yeah. to say, oh, like you're currently junior and next you're going to be, well, nothing, I guess. And then next you're senior. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to so reduce your title to nothing. one word. <laughs> <laughs> That's your promotion. You yeah, yeah. are now an engineer. You now have less title. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that uh, there needs to be transparency over both over what, if you're going to have job titles, um, and I, I think from a marketing, not necessarily the right word, but like from what people put on their CVs, I think it's important to have job titles because it helps because people are going to move on and it helps people out if they can put down very quickly and easily yeah. like, yeah, this is my job title. So, so when you say job titles and when we started the conversation and we started saying whether they are important or not, are we talking job titles as a whole or this the seniority piece i oh, think no, it's, it's not to, clear from yeah, the context good. every time you mention this yeah i think so so your point about like seniority right um so i have i have a group that i i normally talk to my it, it's some some old colleagues and this one's working in portugal and he came to this group saying exactly what you just said like hey guys what do you think about titles and not not titles in general, but seniority, mm -hmm. right? Like, do you think we should have seniority? Do you think we should completely ignore it? And and my point of view there was like, well, I was in favor of not having seniority overall because of the problems you just mentioned. Um, you know, you have the mm -hmm. ego problem, you have the you know the, the division problem and segregation basically of your role, but. At the same time, I always find myself struggling when, when we talk about salaries, right? This will go always back to the salary, which is where I struggle the most. Um, because when you're developing a financial framework for your career ladder that you just created, you have to set some bands, both for recruiting and for internal promotions. And if you don't have some sort of level defined for some people, it's going to be very hard to justify why you're raising their salary because let's be realistic. Um, you cannot raise a salary every time someone asks for it. They have to present some sort, some sort of arguments and, you know, actually just your managers to actually see your value and the value that you're making to the company and then make sure that you can, uh, that you can get a, a raise or a promotion, um, whatever it is. So I always struggle whenever we don't have seniority involved on this or some sort of level even if not seniority, but just the levels. If you have playing software engineer role and everybody's a software engineer without a level or anything, how do you define the salaries? Yeah, I can see how sort of uh, seniority-less titles could work for some people. Let's say I personally has been promoted many times and actually throughout my career, I always had the most boring title. In the company where I was uh, dealing with a lot of servers and I was kind of the the lead the server engineer or whatever you call it, I was just a server system engineer for four and a half years I worked there. Before but, but you, I you got, got salary raises, right? Yes. So just, just let me finish this one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been promoted, which meant my salary was raised and my accomplishments were acknowledged by others including my manager. And this worked for me. However, thing number one, I do know a lot of people who this wouldn't work for 
or they wouldn't be as happy as we were talking about before, it feels good. And to people uh, for whom it feels good, yeah, we who are we to basically take it from them? And then another thing, especially when you're not just promoting engineers, when at some point someone really becomes a lead person or the team gets split into parts or you need to pick someone who is better at something and then you need to hire for that position, there you really need a distinction or not that you need it, but it really helps because you already have a position open for, let's say, an engineer. What do you do when you need to Mm -hmm. hire a more senior person specifically and you need to or the worst case i guess when you need to still be hiring both yeah exactly yeah yeah absolutely like i also like to make a differentiation especially on the budget side of things like uh, there is promotion and there is salary raises right they're not completely tied together um because normally depending on the size of the company you work on um, you're going to have a salary raise every year because, you know, it follows the inflation. It follows the, depending on the market where you live, it's going to follow the inflation. It's going to follow the market costs and whatever rent raises that you have per year. So normally everyone will get a tiny little percentage of some sort of raise. Um, but that is not a promotion. You can have that being a software engineer for 10 years and have, you know, a raise on your salary for 10 years. And that's totally fine. But well, and depending what the framework the company's got set up as well, you would yeah, uh, a lot of companies would have salary bands. So you would say, you know, a, a senior engineer is between X and Y. Exactly. And you might be X point five right now, and next year you're X point six, but you're still not quite Y. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the point. But once you have the bands, you have another problem as well, right? Which is, let's say that you are a software engineer, and you are a software engineer for four years, and now you are in the upper band. Right, you are you are you are supposed to be transitioning to a senior engineer. But if if you as a manager or a leader, you don't grow that person to be ready to that to, to make that transition, you have a problem because because of your financial framework, you can't raise their salary anymore. But they're not yet ready to be seniors. And then well, you, you, you bump into this problem. My right? question will be why? If after four years yeah, maybe They're four years was, be, was a long no, time. I, but. No, but I mean, it, it's maybe maybe you were exaggerating a little bit, but honestly, it doesn't seem like an unreasonable scenario. Um, so if after four years or however long, uh, and that engineer is earning the maximum within their boundary and they're not ready to, to take on the additional uh, responsibility um, and also to they've not demonstrated having the either knowledge or leadership skills or um, leadership, not management skills mm-hmm. uh, or whatever that they, they require to be able to fit into that next salary band and therefore that next job title, then either you've got to have a very frank discussion with them and say, look, like this is why that's not happening. And uh, this is what we need from you. Yeah. That's not or, how it goes. Uh, you know, or you've made a mistake and maybe you've hired them at too high of a salary within that band in the first place. Exactly. But that's the kind of problem that I that I wanted to mention that the, the bands bring. I think it's a, a small price to pay for having bands because it, it does help when you have salary discussions. And believe me, I hate having salaries discussions, but I have to. <laughs> it's my role. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a, 
it shouldn't be a problem to have that discussion. Once we introduced the bands, it made my life so much easier because it's clear, right? I know exactly when I can promote someone. I know exactly which path they have to take. And once the time comes, they're going to get a nice raise, not only like 6% of their salary, they're going to get like 12% uh, raise of their salary in that year, which is it's great. So you're like, this bands really helped me out when having these kind of discussions. But I, I, I know in certain companies... You know, it brings the the problem of transparency, where people don't just don't make the bands transparent to anyone, um, which is tricky. And then you have other kind of problems and discussions well, across across the team. And just because you have salary bands, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're well defined, and it, that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it's clear to everybody you what's have to expected. Make good research. So whether that's numbered levels or whether it's you know junior, mid level, senior engineer. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean it's clear, like, okay, why is that person senior and I'm not? Absolutely. Well, it might it might be, you know, we are expecting you to either have, like, particularly good knowledge of our internal systems or of this particular open source framework or something that we're using. Or uh, it might be, you know, we're expecting certain kind of mentorship skills that, that mm. you're not exhibiting. Um that's when you're defining the role itself, right? Like, let's say right, but that's got to be clear, right? Exactly, expectation setting, right? You have to make sure expectations are set, and 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 that's basically why. And I had to have this conversation like less than a month ago with everybody in my team, and it's like, I perceive you here, and I want to hear your feedback just to make sure is this where you perceive yourself, or do you see it completely different? Mm-hmm. And then we had a very open discussion, and most of people were pretty okay with with where I see them because the team is small and I have contact with them every single day, which make it easier. But I worked at N26 and that was a whole different discussion. I was managing 50 people and I couldn't really have, you know, I couldn't be really close to them every single day. And having those kind of discussions was much more complex for me as a manager at that time, even having salary bands than it is today. Maybe it's because of experience and I I gained some over the time. But also it's because it was a little bit difficult, the situation. Yeah, um, and, but and what also, you say is completely relevant. Yeah, and also bands are kind of uh, a way to simplify this uh, task of uh, sort of aligning people. It, yeah. it depends, like your position on this ladder depends on so many things. It's... It's a lot of things it depends on. So bands provide or any other kind of like salary, something program provides a way to right. solve it for most of the cases, but then you're still going to have some special ones. And the people arguing, especially when, uh, as we mentioned, two people are like very, or at least one of the pers- people thinks that they are very close to one another. And then why is there a difference? These, yeah. I guess, you solve on a case-by-case basis? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. That's that's the challenge that, I mean, not, no framework, no matter how good you make you make it, it's not going to solve 100% of your problems, right? So you're going to have like 20% of people complaining about it and you're going to have to go case-by-case case until you solve it. Um, I do want to touch point on something you mentioned, Max, Uh a little bit before, very briefly about the hiring aspect, which is um, where titles also have, helps a lot, right? Um, 
I remember that in like in the beginning, I was hiring for a specific, let's say, for just a, sing- a single role, like software engineer. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, seniority was not exactly something I was having in mind at that time. So I was like, okay, I'll just put software engineer here and that's going to be good. But the problem is because the influx of CVs coming in is so high mm-hmm. and the majority of it is not really fitting what I had in my mind, which is I wanted like someone like mid-level to more senior um, somewhere in there. But that was in my mind. And a lot of people coming in from, you know, many different uh, kind of backgrounds. And then you have like less senior people or two senior people. And then you're like, oh, with, with, with different, different salary expectations or whatever. And then you're like, oh, that's going to give me a lot of trouble to screen all, all over the CVs and then figure it out exactly the kind of person that I'm looking for. Um, so when hiring, and, and then we did the adjustments, right? We, we, we build up the levels. We started using mm-hmm. external titles. Um, and I mean external, like we're going to talk about this later, but uh, senior, something that the, the market knows about. And once we put that there, the expectation changed very heavily like a lot of cvs are were coming in you know good enough for what i was looking for of course we still got a few cvs coming in with lower um lower skill set that than what i was looking for but the majority of it was was great was coming in very great so titles helped filter that out quite heavily especially if you deal with external recruiters that also helps um not sure if this is the case for every role, but in that case, worked. Okay, can I and I add to this? Uh, of course. Uh, you mentioned market, and that triggered some memories immediately. So, uh, I think market actually dictates a lot of this. You mentioned hiring and then changing the title, kind of part mm-hmm. of the, or sorry, not the title, the seniority part the of seniority. the yeah. title. Uh, so there is this amazing position that Kieran and I both are in love with, which is three, two, one DevOps. DevOps. Uh, so uh. this this has become. It's not exactly the seniority part, but I think the same applies to seniority. And I have a couple things to say about that. So first, certain positions, uh, they like people used to think about the things in this way. So now everyone. Pretty much everyone these days thinks that DevOps is like a new version of a sysadmin. So if yeah. you open a DevOps position, every sysadmin gonna jump on it. Uh, and I think the same applies to seniority levels and your story kind of proves this point. And also I think certain positions kind of have seniority attached to them. It's implicit. Let's say you open a position for a sysadmin. Or for you, like SRE being a very SRE. trendy one. Yeah, SRE, oh, yeah, SRE is like super duper specific. Yeah, very good example. Sysadmin yeah. is, let's say, quite the opposite. It's the same sort of domain because a good SRE is pretty much a good sysadmin because in good old days, uh, sysadmins were supposed to code. They, as mm-hmm. SREs, weren't expected to be amazing software developers, but they were expected to solve their problems with code. So now you have this, uh, and basically, if you start attaching seniority to these ones, 
it seems kind of weird, but you can still do this. Yeah, but that's th- true. that's I, I definitely seen in the market like a lot of senior SRE engineers. It's like in the title, right? And I was like, uh, interesting. That is this is an interesting yeah. view, and a lot of senior DevOps. That also raises a question: How many, like, uh, not how many? Uh, what is this that you're doing exactly? If you need several levels of SREs, what's right. and who on? is hiring for a junior SRE? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, can you be a junior SRE? Which, like, which on one hand, I, th- I think you kind of can, but I don't think explicitly attaching this junior imagine, bit helps. Imagine this. Imagine, look, look at this example. Um, you are a senior engineer, right? So you mm-hmm. go there, senior software engineer, let me be very specific. <laughs> so you are a senior software engineer. So you're developing your product every single day. Amazing. And then suddenly you got an opportunity within your company to change to an SRE position. What are you now? Are you a junior, senior, uh, SRE? Junior, senior, a, SRE. I would honestly... Junior, senior, would, SRE. Are I you would a have a very hard SRE? time saying this. It's. I mean, you all guys know how many things this depends on. Yeah, exactly. You can you can be like as far from SRE as you are from the moon, honestly, at that <laughs> point in time. You can be like an SRE intern. Yeah, That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, but what that I meant is, is more hard. towards like this this sideways transition, right? Where you are in a vertical of software development and you want to go to SRE or whatever other transition. And now you are actually a junior in that role because you've never worked on it, right? Even though a lot of skill sets in that role that are required there, you already have it, like coding or thinking strategically about how you want to implement a problem. Oh, sorry, implement a solution for the problem. And then you're like, well, you, but you are still a kind of a junior because you don't really know much about the role. You're just getting in there because... You really want to discover yeah, the role. I agree. Mm-hmm. In this new domain for you, you are a junior. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I think it's fair. I, this I still it wouldn't, well, wouldn't work for a lot of people. And but I not understand in the role. why. I'm gonna, right. I might disagree on this. Um, first thing I'm going to do is quote the Agile Manifesto because that's just what I do in life. <laughs> it's just, uh, which is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So mm-hmm. the individual is way more important than the process and then, you know, whatever framework you have in place at that point. I can yeah. think of uh, a couple of, well, I can think of one person in particular who made that exact transition. Uh, and you both know the guy. Um, he is a Canadian bloke. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he made the, the transition from a senior engineer into more of an SRE style role. I don't think he was a junior SRE at all. But that's just because of the the skill set he brought with him, and also more importantly, again the leadership and, and mentorship skills that he brought with him, like the people skills that he brought with him to that role. Oh, I, I don't think Italo and I were like sort of that. implying yeah. or implying that this is good or promoting this. I think we just sort of no. mentioned that. That, that the shift that we've noticed what what's going on in the industry. I'm not saying yeah. that, oh, this is an amazing idea. Yeah, I, I definitely don't endorse this idea yeah. at all. It's, it's just fair, like, fair ish. I've seen it happening. Yeah. As well, I said, there is. Then let me provide a counterpoint um, where it is a good idea for somebody to move from a being a senior something something to a junior other thing, which doesn't happen in the industry, but I think would be 100% fair. 
uh, and that is the traditional career progression, which is you're a junior engineer, you're a nothing engineer, you're a senior engineer, suddenly you're a manager. Yeah, but that's a career change. Well, yes, but it's a career change to junior manager, I would argue. It is. Sure. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And that's and, and again, it's not always individuals and interactions over yeah. the process. Yeah, the, right? Absolutely. That's yeah, a good point. And there is, a, there is also, like, I think still by this day, majority companies in this world don't even know this word agile. So mm. <laughs> none of that would even cross their mind. They, they, they know it, but they know it as a buzzword in a different yeah, language they, they, to what exactly. we know it as. But yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, what, what ultimately ends up happening in a lot of companies is you take your best software engineers and you want, you kind of rightly so want to show them recognition for doing a good job. So you say, congratulations, you're now a, a, a tech lead. Now no, you can control you're now, these you're now people. A manager. Get them off my back quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, okay. So what does that entail? Well, you'll still be coding. Okay, great. Mm. Uh, but you'll also have all these management time. skills thrown uh, on top of that. And then realistically, you end up spending 5% of your time coding and you're, you're a manager. Yeah, um, yeah. The what happens? expectations. Well, yeah. Uh, just That's just re expectation versus reality, right? I like, think problem yeah, is yeah, sometimes like outrageous lies right to your face. Like whoever makes you a manager and then tells you, oh, you know what? It's, it would be nice if you're still going to be hands-on and everything. <laughs> That's well, it's also them trying to sell you on that. Role. And yeah, yeah, yeah and sure. In an ideal world, it would work. Like if you were being given a, um, in that kind of storming, Norman forming, performing, performing model, if you were given like a top tier team to work with and that you could be pretty much hands off and just kind of, yeah, you could split yeah. it. I think in reality, and, and if people reality were, is messier than that. Yeah. If people were any, good with uh, doing things like, oh, 40% of my day, I will do this. <laughs> exactly. How, <laughs> like, how do you exactly if ever, split that if in your anyone. mind? Exactly. Yeah, I think, I think the only thing that I can be certain about is that 30% of my day, I sleep. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. Even that is not so <laughs> not 100% certain, <laughs> but it's yes. the closest I can get. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they might end up being a great manager. They might end up not being given the support they need and the, the mentorship they need to do that role and they're doing a crappy job to be honest but ultimately um in not every case in a lot of cases you're going to go from being a senior engineer to being a junior manager and i don't think that's a that's a job title that exists like mm. junior engineering manager i would argue it should but <laughs> I, no, it, I, I i do know it exists it, at, least. at least in russian-speaking world that this exists uh, for sure i'm not sure if it's it's uh, probably uh, some sort of a associate engineering yeah. manager. No, no, somewhere. sometimes it's really a junior manager, the literal right. translation. I'm not sure if it's uh, often used in software development world, though. Maybe mm. not. But I'm not sure. I haven't really been looking into this. But when I was yeah. still working in uh, Kazakhstan... Uh, I must yeah, say, on, on all the CVs was... I've ever screened for engineering managers or whatever... I've never seen junior engineering. Manager yeah, me neither. There. Yeah, I, I guess but, especially in, or not especially, but in in English, that doesn't really make much sense. Mm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, I, I meant it doesn't get applied. It, it doesn't sound something anyone would aspire to ever. Yeah, mm. but but I like the point of, you know, a lot of companies just 
pushing you towards a role like a management role because that's the only place you can actually grow in this whole framework they have and and you're like oh, you know what you you deserve a management position because you're a great developer and now you get a terrible manager and, a and terrible you've lost developer. the talent of your one yes. of your best developers because yeah. they, they they don't have time anymore to work on it properly and and that happens in a bunch of companies right and that's what we wanted to avoid that's like we want to make sure that you can grow as a individual contributor you, you want to grow as a technical person awesome you're going to have a place to grow you want you want to grow towards managerial positions you have a place to go as well no problem we're going to support you that kind of career path and you know career letter if you work in a company that makes that very clear and gives you the opportunity for you to jump around perfect awesome make use of it if you want to because you know it's it definitely helps um but we've all and i'm pretty sure all of you we've been through companies where you don't really have the choice and then you end up being a manager not exactly doing management job and being a developer or not exactly doing the developer job. Happen, or, or yeah, sometimes just, being yeah. this obscure head of head of something whatever that means it's again the thing that's very different for every company mm-hmm. yeah because the title varies so much between companies that it becomes a little bit hard okay so then then uh loaded question for you guys what do you see as being a real career progression path after senior engineer so you know um for example i know if warner were here he would go off on a complete rant about how his job title is staff engineer and he doesn't know what that means because that is pretty much all he talks about ever yeah (laughs) (laughs) um he'll never listen to this he doesn't listen to our podcast uh but um he you know he has a point right what yeah. Um, within the company where he is, that it there that is defined to an extent. But you know, what does that look like? What does it what should it look like? I'm a senior engineer. I don't want to go into being a squad lead or team lead or platoon lead or whatever the hell they're calling it this week. Formation lead. lead. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm looking up all the synonyms. You you Racking. you carry on. Um <laughs> So I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into, into any kind of, uh, management role. I would argue that mentorship and leadership come into it as opposed to management. Um, but that's my opinion and I would love to hear your opinions. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say which title comes after senior because I'm not worried about the the title per se. I just, I'm just looking to define, you know, it, uh, if but you I don't want to. If you are saying that senior engineer is level level four, yeah, yeah, I know. What does like, level whatever five level? Look like? yeah, yeah, I know. I, I got that. Um, I don't want to define this role completely, right? Because it depends really company by company, right? Um, but a few characteristics you want to ensure that you have as being whatever comes after senior, which is, well, first of all, is communication skills, right? That's the first thing you you gotta have if you go towards a more senior role because communication is always the source of most of problems we're we're actually going through um, that could be improved by communication and how people communicate to each other 
clearly. Technical ideas. How do you put technical ideas into place? How do you describe them to other people? Can you make sure that your team and other teams are actually understanding what your technical idea means? I think communication skills is one of the best um, characteristics that you can have to move on in your career. The second one is your sphere of influence and how much influence you, you, you actually make in other teams, right? Like if you're working in a single team, great, your team respects you, they believe in you, they trust in you because they work with you every single day. Amazing, awesome, your work is perfect. But other teams still don't know you too, too well because they don't work with you every single day. So how do you influence other teams of your ideas? How do you describe these ideas to them? How do you make sure that you can pass on the knowledge that you have to other teams and make sure everybody's aligned on whatever technical topic you want you want to take on, right? Like a refactoring, a big migration, a new framework that you're implementing, a new library that you're distributing. All of that requires a certain level of communication that ensures that you can roll out these technologies or your ideas across the different teams of your organization. So for sure, your sphere of influence is, in my opinion, right? This is my opinion. Uh, it's very tied up to how you progress in your career. And then you have your technical knowledge, right? Obviously, you're, you're following up a technical path. And whatever the technical path is, no matter if, you've, if, you have, if you have to be very good and understand very low level of that specific language you're dealing with, whatever it is, the language, or do you understand distributed systems really well? Do you know how to handle failure? Do you know how to, you know, do monitoring uh, Whether that's depth or breadth of knowledge, right? Yes, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So whatever it is, you have to be extremely good at it, right? You have to make sure that you really understand whatever technology you're using to, to the point where if nobody in the company knows how to deal with, even if you don't know how to deal with, you know where to look for it. You are part of communities. You are making sure that you are you know, up to date with technology, you can go after someone that can help you. You know how to unblock yourself and others. I think that's super important as being a senior or as being whatever level comes after senior. Um, it's very important that you are a reference for a technical problem that your company has. And my last point for, for this is you understand the business really well because no matter how good te technically you are, if you're just doing technicalities because of the sake of it, because they're fun to deal with, testing out new technologies, but not really going towards, you know, growing your businesses, keeping your revenues up, achieving your KPIs, then that doesn't work. At least not for me. I want someone that can understand how the business is. They can contribute to it with their technical knowledge and then grow in their career path. So those five points, four, five points, I don't know, are important for me if you go up in your, in your career. Just, after to play, just to play devil's advocate yeah. on that, because, you know, that's fun. Yeah. Um, what if you are being hired at a staff engineer or whatever yeah. level? Like very good. Uh, if, if you don't have that, you know, you're not going to have that sphere of influence yet and yeah. you're not going to understand the, the business domain yet. Absolutely. That's a, that's a very fair point. Um, but you know what? Even if you're being hired as 
whatever you, you're coming as a as a as a more than senior position and you join a company right you're joining because first of all you passed through your interview process and you went well right you went really well or you should have been been really well in the in the interview and you're joining because your technical knowledge is great amazing awesome you are clear you can clearly communicate right because we could get that through the interview but now you're joining a company so you're you're joining a new team you have a new challenge and now comes empathy and how well you um you know you can deal with all those things so basically what we're looking for is that someone that joins a new team how quickly are you able to learn the business models and the kpis and things that you have to pursue and how quickly can you actually influence people it really depends on how well you um you know, you deal with your empathy, how well you can relate to other people, how well you can show leadership skills and say, you know what, people, I'm new here, I came to learn, and I'm, I can make sure that I can contribute to your work very soon. I think that's mm -hmm. the point, right? Like if you're hiring someone, someone with experience, no matter where they go, they will try their best to make sure they can, you know, just embed themselves into the team and make sure they work really well. I think that's uh, that's one of the the points. You should look for someone like that if you're hiring from outside. And for not sure, being, being able to demonstrate that is key. And it, it was a, a loaded question that I asked again. Like, no, but it's a deep. it's an important one. Yeah, we like it. Yeah, I, I have uh, something to add. Not not to invalidate anything uh, you it was oh, said it. before uh, about the uh, important, uh, things for career progression. It's just the, the fact that I noticed recently, I realized that, uh, I've been communicating with a lot of, uh, members of different teams within my company, and we were dealing with all this complex and not so complex things and everything, uh, as usual, making decisions and doing all this stuff. And I have no idea what their titles are. And I don't think they have the <laughs> slightest idea what my title is. And this was not important at a time. And then another thing I noticed, and I, I promise I'll try not to forget that these two are actually connected and there is something somewhere I'm going with this. Uh, we, uh, because we, uh, as our listeners might be aware already, going through this uh, certification process, uh, we had to oh. hire some uh interesting titles that you know we, not not that they have been unheard of before but these are just uh people we weren't ever thinking about hiring and now they do exist and the thing we had to do uh to the rest of the company is to explain or not we i'm saying we i meant the management management team of the company had to do is to basically provide a manual for this title to the rest of the organization to in order to people to understand what this position is about because the certain positions are super easy to understand right you're a coo there is some understanding about this position that everyone has the cto the software engineer maybe this one is not so clear a devops engineer gosh who knows what this uh, means so and then uh, another thing I thought of is now when looking for a job, I stopped and I know quite a bit of people who are doing the same now. 
you don't just look for titles as much as they are important that's the first thing you look at but then you look inside and you read the role description and you try to understand whether you can actually be a good fit especially when all this back in the day exotic roles started appearing like you see an SRE you would never assume that there's something in there by just looking at the title yeah. You might not. I've screened some CVs that uh, proves that people do not read the description, but like... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've done the same, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen we were looking for an operator of a telephone system, something, something, and we had an operator of the crane applied and, yeah, you know, <laughs> things happen. Uh, yes. So, but the point I'm trying to make, uh, there is still, as you mentioned, a lot of communication that had to be done about titles, even the existing ones. So people would know what's up and who's responsible for what. And I think this also helps this newly hired, uh, who was in our example, staff engineer, not mm -hmm. just for everyone else to understand what their role is about, but also for them to understand how the things work in this particular organization. Because, you know, in some companies, lead developer, is responsible for infrastructure decisions. In some other company, there would be an architect and lead developer would be responsible for other things. So yeah, I think that communication is much more important than the title itself. Not, not to yeah. say that title yeah. can be completely removed from now on, but it should come with a little bit of explanation what oh, yeah. exactly this means in this particular company today. So to summarize the last hour. It's been an hour already. It's been an hour already. Sheesh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> titles are important internally for transparency. Titles are important externally for setting expectations. However, you're never going to have 100% alignment between yourself and other organizations out there. Mm. Uh, and also promotion is hard and salaries are even harder. Oh yeah, a lot. So for more nuggets of wisdom, you can join us next time. Uh, you've been listening to The Critical Channel and uh, this was episode seven. You can find our show notes for this at criticalchannel.io slash seven. And you can find us on Twitter at Criticalio. Thank you. Uh, I've been Karim Patel. This is Italo Vietro and Maxim Kravitz. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.